The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Multiple Sclerosis Flash Briefings. When your relapsing multiple sclerosis begins to change, how you treat it should change too. Think beyond relapses and choose a treatment that can help delay disability progression. Find out more at changesinrms.com. My name is Jennifer Powell. I am a columnist with Multiple Sclerosis News Today. Today, I will be reading about how children with MS may have more relapses, but recover more fully. Children with multiple sclerosis recover more quickly and significantly better from relapses than do adults, patients with disease onset at 18 or older, researchers reported. The study improved relapse recovery in pediatric compared to adult multiple sclerosis was published in the journal Brain. Relapses and incomplete relapse recovery contribute to the increasing disability in MS. In fact, data suggest that patients who fail to recover completely from a first relapse are at greater risk of transitioning more quickly to secondary progressive MS. Age is known to affect relapse frequency, with children likely to experience two to three times more relapses than adults but disability worsening as measured by the increasing expanded disability status scale score is typically slower in pediatric patients. Researchers at Massachusetts General Hospital and colleagues investigated how age affects relapse recovery in a large group of children and adults with MS. They analyzed data on 632 adults aged 18 or older, with MS enrolled in the comprehensive longitudinal investigation of multiple sclerosis at Brigham and Women's Hospital study and 132 in the U.S. Network of Pediatric Multiple Sclerosis Centers Registry. Disability was evaluated based on EDSS scores determined within 30 days of relapse onset and again six months later. Specifically, researchers looked for changes in EDSS scores between the attack and those at six-month follow-up exams. Improvements in EDSS were defined as a decline in these scores at follow-up compared with baseline. Changes in four functional systems were also assessed, vision, pyramidal, brainstem function, and cerebellar function. The brainstem is a region at the base of the brain that regulates vital functions, as well as sensory perception and movement. The cerebellum region of the brain coordinates voluntary movements such as balance, coordination, and speech. At the time of relapse, the median EDSS was 2 in both groups, meaning minimal disability in one functional system. Changes in EDSS at follow-up, however, were significantly lower in children compared to adults. Improvements after relapse were also seen to significantly differ between these patient groups, with children showing significant improvements in EDSS scores in pyramidal, brainstem, and cerebellar function 
after the relapse compared with adults. Finally, researchers asked whether patients returned to normal after a relapse. Around 20% of those under age 20 saw their EDSS scores return to normal, or an EDSS of 0 at follow-up, with this percentage decreasing for every 10-year increase in age. With every 10 additional years, however, the probability of a patient's EDSS not returning to normal rose by 1.3 times. These results show that children recover significantly better from relapses than adults with MS, despite the prior observations that younger age is associated with a higher relapse rate at baseline. Multiple factors may account for this age difference in recovery, ranging from a differing intensity or composite of immunological insult to lesser axonal damage or demyelination in children or better remyelination. This study serves as a basis to investigate age-associated recovery, which may lead to new insights and therapeutic targets for relapse-related disability and progressive multiple sclerosis. Coming up next, Perspectives from MS News Today columnist Jesse Ace. You always do what you can to keep your relapsing multiple sclerosis in check. But if your relapsing MS is starting to change, it can affect your mind and body in new and different ways. So it's important to choose a treatment that goes beyond relapses, one that can help you stay ahead of disability progression. Take charge of your relapsing multiple sclerosis. Learn more at changesinrms.com. Hey everyone, my name is Jessie Ace and I'm one of the columnists for MS News Today. I'll be reading one of my articles from my Disabled to Enabled series. Disabled to Enabled, How I Lost Control of My Body My arm feels dead. Not the worst thing in the world, you would think, but what that meant changed my life forever. I'm Jessie Ace, an English writer from Swaddlingcote, a tiny town in Derbyshire. I titled my column Disabled to Enabled for a good reason. Six years ago, I was bundled into an office at the hospital and given handbooks with titles like Telling your workplace you're disabled, disability rights, and How to tell your family you're disabled. Thing is, I didn't feel any different than I was the previous day. See, my diagnosis happened all in three days. I woke up on the last morning of getting my university degree to find that I was paralysed down my left side. Well, that's weird, I thought. I didn't want to scare my partner, so I just told him that my arm was numb. Annoyingly, I'd worked for the past three years on an illustration degree, only for it to become null and void overnight. The worst part was that I'd also set up a business in my second year, an illustration business, to ensure that I had a job when I left. More annoyingly, the business was doing really well. An agent had offered to represent my work at trade shows, I had a book deal and my work was stocked in boutique stores up and down the country. All I had to do was finish my studies. Then I lost my right hand too. Two non-working hands meant that I had lost all of the above. Worst of all, I had lost all confidence in myself. I'd never been hospital worthy sick. I'd only ever visited people in hospital, like being taken to the emergency room and put on a stroke ward was a shock to the system. It terrified the pants off me, if I'm being honest. 
I fell out of control. Doctors started feeding me into these various machines and nurses hooked me up to these beeping monsters. All I wanted to do was just lie on my couch, watching soaps on TV, and celebrate the end of university. Three days later, a neurologist came into my cubicle, drew the curtain around my bed, and sat on the end of it. He calmly looked me straight in the eye and said, Jesse, I'm afraid I have some bad news. My heart sank. I'd like to do one more test to confirm it completely. But I think you have something called multiple sclerosis. He paused. Oh, I replied. I didn't really know how to respond. My mind had already begun flooding me with pictures of wheelchairs, and I had convinced myself that I had ten years to live. A lumbar puncture, which is delightful, by the way, English humour, confirmed the diagnosis. Um, I had no idea what multiple sclerosis was. Before he left, my, do- my doctor told me to research it in my own time on Google. Yep. He left the cubicle. Admittedly, I did not take the news too well. My life was over. Everything that I knew had gone. Unfortunately, my boyfriend's mother walked into my cubicle just as the doctor left, so I sharply had to pull back those tears. My howling melancholy would have to wait until I was in private once again. I had to be strong for her, to show her that I was still an adequate match for her son. Although I could have robbed a bank and she'd still have loved me. But that was my mindset at the time. It took four years to come to terms with my diagnosis. It took about six months for my left side and right hand to come back. The trajectory of my life had completely changed in three days. I would no longer be a famous illustrator. I learnt that the universe had something bigger in store. Writing blogs, articles and columns was never at the forefront of my career choices, if I'm honest. Neither was talking. I was the shy, unconfident, socially anxious type girl who hated even saying yes miss in the school register. But I aim to inspire others with chronic illness through my podcast to show that anything is possible. And that is more important than feeling anxious about speaking. The podcast also is called Disabled to Enabled. I've interviewed actresses, radio DJs, Paralympians, and people who have run marathons, fundraised like crazy, and even won TV cooking shows. <laughs> I also set up the Enabled Warriors group to provide a safe place for newly diagnosed people to go and not be alone. Together, we negotiate through our diagnosis and try to see the funny side of it. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to Multiple Sclerosis News today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com. And be sure to follow us on social media and join our Multiple Sclerosis News Today forums, a trusted MS community ready to welcome you anytime.